What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. On today's episode, of course, we're going to be previewing tonight's game against the Milwaukee Bucks. We're also going to talk about some of the things that have gone into the Bulls' slow start and how it could be easing up here sooner rather than later. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So, as we know, we face the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. Um, but, you know, the Bulls have gotten off to a much slower start than what many Bulls fans would have wanted, uh, anticipated. And, you know, even though some of the of the uh, Bulls uh, naysayers did kind of expect the Bulls to to start off with this so i wanted to kind of talk about what's gone into that so through the first 17 games of the season that the bulls have played so far they have they have had the second most difficult strength of schedule according to espn so it looks like the bulls uh, opponents so far have a winning percentage of 52 of 0.529 basically a 52 uh point win percentage almost 53 win percentage which it's past every other team other than the philadelphia 76ers who are also 500 they sit at eight and eight they've had the most difficult start of 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 the of the season for for the sixers um the bulls so far 11 of our 17 games have come against playoff teams from last year and an additional three are against teams that qualified for the play-in tournament so basically what that means is that the Bulls' schedule has been far from easy. Now, that is not an excuse. If you've watched the games, the Bulls have very much underperformed in a lot of games. We know their their lack of defensive intensity throughout games, the, the scoring droughts that they go through. This has always played a part into the Bulls' season. But things are definitely about to get easier for the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls, uh, we again, had the most sec- the second most difficult strength of schedule so far. Um, and, you know, starting off last season, it was completely different. A lot of uh, Bulls fans have made the comparison of, why is it so much different than last year? We've gotten off to a much worse start where the Bulls had one of the easier uh, schedules um, to start the season last year, which allowed the Bulls to start off 4-0 last season. So it's a completely different thing. But the the, the um, thing that makes it a little bit more difficult for the Chicago Bulls to even defend them is the fact that the games that they struggled against, right, the, the games that they've lost have been games that coming into the season have were projected as being the easier games on the schedule. So um, as right now, the Bulls actually have a record of five and six against playoff teams from last season. Of course, two of those coming against the Boston Celtics, but in, it's the lottery teams, teams that were lottery teams from last season were only two and four in those matchups. So what it, what it says right now is that the Bulls are definitely playing down the competition. Hopefully the start of this of this season and how difficult it has been has waken the Chicago Bulls team up somewhat because Listen, you're losing the games against the easier teams, so that is something that can be corrected. As I've been saying for the longest, most of the Bulls' issues do come because of their own the turnovers, the lack of shooting. This is all things under their control, and hopefully that and the defensive intensity, we start seeing that kick up at a more regular and consistent pace for the Chicago Bulls. ESPN predicted the Bulls to start off the season uh, winning just eight of their first 17 games. So considering we're not really that far off that pace, but at the end of the day, I do hope, and we've won the games that they thought we were going to lose in that stretch, but hopefully this Bulls team that went off Boston, when we talk about that win against Boston kind of being a stepping stone for the Bulls, especially heading into this road trip, that they can hopefully build upon and that they've established a style, that they establish a style of play, because one game we can't say they establish anything, but that they establish a style of play 
over the next set of these road games. And after these road games, really, after this road stretch, which is a very difficult road stretch, this, the schedule gets much easier for the Chicago Bulls. So hopefully, you know, they use this, build up some uh, a, a chip on the shoulder, uh, the bond of the team come together, and then they can really go forth and just be a much better team over the course of the rest of the season. But with that being said, we have the Milwaukee Bucks uh, that we're going to Milwaukee, short road trip for the Chicago Bulls. And this is not going to be a easy game for the Chicago Bulls at all. The Milwaukee Bucks right now, I think they're the number two team in the Eastern Conference. Uh, the number one team is the Boston Celtics, who we did just beat. So, uh, you know, we'll see how the Bulls come in. The things to look out for, for in this game, of course, outside of Giannis Antetokounmpo, who, you know, there's no one that can, that can shut down Giannis. Uh, but hopefully the Bulls play good, uh, solid team defense. The thing that the Bulls team is going to have to do in this one is rebound the ball well. The Milwaukee Bucks are the best rebounding team in the NBA right now, averaging 49 and a half rebounds per game. The next closest team to them um, is the uh, Memphis Grizzlies that are averaging 48.2. Now, the Chicago Bulls aren't technically that far off. They're averaging 43.4 rebounds per game. But as we know, we missed Andre Drummond for six or seven games in there, and that average could have been higher had Andre Drummond not missed that big of chunk of games, but this is going to be a game where the size is going to be needed. It's going to be needed early and often. Uh, some of you guys, I can't remember which who it was, so again, charges to my mind, not my heart, um, but ask, should the Bulls consider starting Vooch and Drummond in this game? And I say no, because we're going to need that consistent rebounding effort, meaning that you want to keep Vooch and, and Drummond staggered so you always have a, a player that's that's a threat to get double-digit rebounds against this Milwaukee Bucks team. And the reason why I focus on the rebounding before I focus on defense, before I focus on offense, is because what we saw in the game against the Boston Celtics is that the Bulls, when they rebound and, and out-rebound their opponent by a large margin, it allows them to get out in fast breaks and transition more. It allows uh, them to get more opportunities to score. And you see this team just be a much more active team now. As much as the rebounding is done by Vooch and Drummond, what we saw against the Boston Celtics was a team rebounding game, meaning that every, I said it in, in the in the post game, every player on the court re registered a rebound except Goran Dragic, and we kind of know why when it comes to Goran, but we need that team rebounding effort. That needs to be something that the Bulls team does and locks in on that they can control every single game. If, if they can just be that rebounding team that gets out in transition, especially while we don't have Lonzo Ball and his ability, and he, he's just a he's a he's a freaking savant when it comes to transition basketball. But you know, without having him, you want to push the pace. And this is going to be a game in which we look for Io and Patrick Williams to have very big impacts in different ways, right? Patrick Williams, it's going to be defense. We know Chris Middleton is not going to be in this game uh, so far, so that actually helps the Bulls' defense. But Patrick Williams is going to have to play solid defense against Giannis, right? Again, no one's expecting Giannis to be shut down or stopped completely, but if he can make it a little bit more difficult for Giannis, he's probably going to guard Bobby Portis some in this game as well, um, it, just depending on how they stagger the minutes. going to be some Andre Drummond and Bobby Portis also in there, which that could be a Fun, fun uh, matchup to watch as Andre Drummond and Bobby Portis kind of battle it out down low there. Um, but Chris Middleton is the only player right now for the Milwaukee Bucks listed as out. We know that they're going to have the 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 bitch himself and uh, and Grayson Allen. But Drew Holiday, I the reason why I say I focus on Patrick Williams and Io DeSumo first is because. If Patrick Williams can slow down Giannis while still having an impact on the offensive end, not I, I wouldn't, especially if Giannis is guarding him. We'll see what they do. They may get interested and kind of, you know, have Giannis guard uh, Demar at certain stretches, which you know it's going to be interesting to see what they do defensively in a case like that. Because Pat Coddington, I do think that they'll probably move him to guard Patrick Williams, um, and then have Giannis guard Demar, especially if Demar starts getting hot. 
But, you know, that we'll see how that dictates. But Patrick Williams and Io DeSumo is going to be a focus of this team because if they can win their matchups, I mean, win, right? If they, if they can disturb their matchups on the defensive end while chipping in things on the offensive end, it can really change and dictate the, the, the level of this game. Io DeSumo has been compared a lot to Drew Holiday. He's going to be guarding Drew Holiday throughout this game. And so if he can have an impact guarding Drew, again, not necessarily expecting you to stop it, even though I would trust Io's ability to stop Drew Holiday more than Patrick Williams' ability to stop Giannis just because nobody stops Giannis. But they have to have impacts and be two-way players in this game. Uh, one thing that we saw with Patrick Williams as well in the Boston Celtics game is that he made the, t- he made the Celtics pay for leaving him open. That's what Patrick Williams has to do. If teams try to sag off Patrick Williams, if teams think that they can put their weaker defender on Patrick Williams to focus on DeMar and Zach out on the perimeter, Patrick Williams has to make those teams pay. And if he does that, if he's successful at that, while also playing solid defense, it changes the outlook of this game completely. We're starting to see Patrick Williams turn into this player that knows how to pick his spots, knows how to take players off the dribble. Still would like to see a little bit quicker release from him, but we're the, the passive P moniker that we labeled him early in the season has all but gone away. He still has times where he does pass up shots. He still does have times where he's kind of standing there out on the perimeter watching, but we're seeing those times go. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Down more and more over the course of the season. And we need to see him be consistent at attacking the bucket when he has it, taking those shots when he does have it, and they sag off on him. If he can do that, changes the outlook of this team. Same with Io. When Io was playing really good defense and getting out in transition, pushing the break, trying to get to the rim, Io's three-point shooting has taken a big leap. He's still not taking very many of them. But the one thing in, in Io DeSumo's game that has just been a revelation to see this season is when he attacks the basket, when he pushes the pace, when he is allowed to be more of a traditional point guard, kind of dictating the pace of the game, still not having everything ran through him, but kind of pushing that tempo and being the person who dictates that tempo. Him and Zach Levine did a very good job at that at the start of the game against the Boston Celtics. And then kind of Io did even better that in the second half than Zach Levine did. If we can get those from those two, if we can get those contributions from those two players, that is a big stepping stone on top of the rebounding of the Bulls having success. Now, two, two players, probably three players that we haven't talked about so far is our technical, technically big three. And that's Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, and Nikola Vucevic. This is going to be a game where I'm not expecting Nikola Vucevic to score a lot. Now, I'm just not. When you look at uh, Bobby Portis and Brooke Lopez, all probably going to be coming in at that center position. This is a game where Vuce is going to have to rebound. He's going, when he does have mismatches, God forbid if they switch. But, you know, it's probably going to be Giannis switching on him. But Vuce is going to have to be locked in defensively this game. This is a game that I do want to see Vooch, while he's not the greatest one-on-one defender and expecting him to shut anybody down would never be anything that, I, that I'll say, but he's going to have, have to get deflections. He's going to have to rebound the ball well. He's going to have to get some of those weak side blocks that we've seen him get at certain times in this season. If Vooch can do that as well, 
Everything goes well for the Bulls. Now, I do want to see him get some touches down low. I do want to feed them, see them feed the big man. One thing I don't want to see Vooch do in this game is really become that three-point shooter. He's done that a lot against the Bucks, and sometimes he hits it. He's going to take some threes. That's always going to be part of Nikola Vucevic's game, but I don't want to see that become something he relies on. I want to see Vooch come into this game, focus, and, um, and just playing with purpose on top of that. And if Vooch does that, if he's locked in on both sides of the ball, even if he only get, ends up giving us 12 points but like 16, 17 rebounds, a block, and, and some assists, that's a good game from Nikola Vucevic in this type of matchup. We He can't let Brooke Lopez go off on him. We let Valanciunas do it to us two games already. Vooch has to be locked in defensively. He has to give that effort defensively. Again, no one's expecting him to all of a sudden be Joe Ellen Bede on the defensive end of the ball. But he does have to be locked in and be focused and not let these bigs take advantage of him. Bobby Portis has worked Nikola Vucevic at times. Now, again, now having Andre Drummond, much better one-on-one defender um, than, than Vooch is. Hopefully, you know, that's mitigated some. And expect to see Andre Drummond play more minutes than maybe what he has. I'd say Drummond played about 16 to 18 minutes um, probably in this game just because they're the bigs with the Milwaukee Bucks, it's always going to be a player with size. This is not like you look at it. It's going to be Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis, or Serge Ibaka at, at every point in time for on, on at, at the center for this Milwaukee Bucks team. And even though Serge Ibaka is not averaging a lot of minutes per game, we could see them. Uh, he's averaging right now 11 minutes per game. He's played in 14 games for the Milwaukee Bucks. They could, we could see them go to him at times if they want to keep uh, you know two bigs out there. We could see a matchup of like um, of like Brooke Lopez and Ibaka, or Ibaka and Bobby Portis, just to keep. A lot of size out there because teams know this Bulls team weakness is size. So be on the lookout for something like that. Again, not expecting heavy minutes from Serge Ibaka, but could be something that the Milwaukee Bucks do to give the Bulls an interesting look to just see how the Bulls combat that type of look. Okay, now we still got to talk about DeMar and Zach. This is I need to see Zach play with intent like he did against the Boston Celtics, right? Zach Levine that's locked in. Zach Levine that's getting his, his teammates involved, that's passing the ball well, doing all these type of things. Is a, is a Zach Levine that just takes this Bulls team to a different level. He still didn't shoot the ball efficiently against the Boston Celtics, which we talked heavily about. But if we can see Zach Levine come in and, and just be engaged on both sides of the ball, be engaged in getting his teammates, be engaged in pushing the pace and the tempo, taking those shots when he gets them. Grayson Allen, as much as we hate him here in Chicago now, is a very solid defender. And you, you, you can't let Grayson Allen take Zach Levine out the game. This is a matchup. I need to see Zach Levine own. I need to see Zach Levine own this matchup to really come in and make an impact as well in this game like he tried to do against the Boston Celtics. Now, DeMar DeRozan, I think that I, I project that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to try to implement a similar defensive scheme to what the Toronto Raptors did to keep DeMar from being in this game. And if that happens, we need to, we need to counteract it like we did in that second Toronto Raptors game, pushing the ball, not allowing the defense to set up. It's going to mean that somebody else is going to have to step up because this could be a game, again, not necessarily expecting it, but this could be a game in which we don't see DeMar have the 25, 30 points. This could be one of those games where DeMar scores 20 points, 22 points. But you have to have other players step up. And talking about other players stepping up, the Bulls bench is going to be drastically important in this game against the Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to have to have, I've talked about Andre Drummond already heavily. We're going to have to have big contributions from Andre Drummond. Um, Jordan uh, Noir. Uh, who who has stepped up kind of big for the Milwaukee Bucks in certain games so far this season. We're going to have to combat their bench. We're going to have to play well. The Bulls bench is going to have to be engaged. Goran Dragic right now is listed as questionable. Um, so he may play. Uh, well, it looks like they actually updated it to probable. So he does have a stinger is what they're calling it. 
he has a chance to play. But if Goran Dragic does not play, we need to see Kobe White do some of the things that Kobe White did in the last game. That is passing the ball pretty well. He didn't shoot the ball over, overly well. He did some good things passing. He did some good things on the weak side defense. That's what we need to see from Kobe White if he does end up getting those minutes from Goran Dragic. But outside of that, it's going to be Goran. It's going to be Drummond. It's going to be Derrick Jones Jr., who's played pretty well against the Milwaukee Bucks since he's come to the Chicago Bulls. And, of course, the energy guy. Javante Green is going to be drastically needed for this team as well. When you look at being able to change the pace, the tone of a game, uh, Javante Green does that as good as almost anybody in the league when he's given the minutes, when he's playing well. We have to see that as well from Javante Green, just playing those solid minutes and, and just being focused. If Javante comes in, especially if the Bulls are getting those rebounds, getting out in transition, they're going to have to fight for every rebound, which Javante was a big part of in that Boston Celtics game. If we see those things come to fruition, not to say that I'm picking the Bulls to win against the Milwaukee Bucks. This is going to be a very difficult game. But one of the things that we do know and we have seen with the Chicago Bulls team is that they can beat anyone. They can be in most games when they play well. The Bulls are going to have to be focused. Can Billy Donovan and that coaching staff coach another solid game like they did against the Boston Celtics? That was one of the best coach games I've seen from Billy Donovan in a while. We need all of that. We're going to need all of that and more in a lot of ways for this Chicago Bulls team to find success against the Milwaukee Bucks. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard. It's going to be difficult. Um, we're going to need a lot of players to step up. I didn't even mention Alice Caruso. If Alice Caruso continues shooting the ball like he has in the last couple of games, that is a big game changer for the Chicago Bulls because we have not been able to bet on Alice Caruso shooting for the most part of the season. Alice Caruso only averaging 5.4 points per game so far on the season. But in his last three games, 10 points, 7 points, 13 points, shooting the ball overall. He shot the ball 57%, 60%, and 71% in his last two games after chipping in two games in a row of shooting 0% from the field. We need that Alice Caruso to be locked in. We need to see that if Alice Caruso, when Alice Caruso is hitting his shots, again, much like if Kobe's hitting his shots, much like if Patrick Williams, because it's not expected, it hasn't been a big part of this team so far this season, it really does change the outlook of this team. So if Alex Caruso also hits his open shots at a decent clip, not even expecting the 71% we got in the last game, but if he hits it at a decent clip, it really does change the outlook for the Chicago Bulls team. This is going to be a game in which the Bulls have to be locked in. It's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination, but we do know this Bulls team has the ability. It's just if they're going to bring it tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. Let me know what you guys think about everything down below that is it for me for today make sure you're following the show at bull central pod you can send us any feedback questions comments concerns bull central pod at gmail.com lastly if you want to leave a text and our voicemail for our saturday and sunday mailbag episodes the number to do so 773-270-2799 we're the number one spot for everything chicago bulls related because of you guys and like i liked in everything on go bulls love you guys and peace y'all this has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.